Hey there, this is the Summit Realty Group Podcast. Blake Schreckheis here with Nick Williams. Good and, morning. Yeah. And we have a few special guests, Ben Cates yep. and Chuck Lincoln. Good morning. From One is still at Advanced Printing and one is not any longer. And the point of this podcast is we kind of wanted to talk about local businesses, of course, but also I thought it was really interesting basically how businesses can sell and switch hands. Um, so yeah, so as you might may or may not know, Chuck Lincoln started Advanced Printing Quite a long time ago. 1980. 1980. So what was... Was that right after the first printing press was made? Or? <laughs> See, we're still working on it. Okay. You're fine-tuning everything. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, you still have the big... What, Gutenberg's? What Heidelberg. Heidelberg's. Heidelberg's. Yep. Okay, what's a Gutenberg? Gutenberg was like the, a Bible. The Bible. He, was, he yeah. the Bible. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> you don't have now, that. Now, they could print the Bible for you, but I'm sure it's not really their bread What was the blimp called? Was that the Hindenburg? <laughs> Hindenburg, Hindenburg okay. I believe. Yes, yeah. A lot of Bergs going on. Anyway. What's the beer? What's the beer? Is there another one? Heineken. 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 Okay. All things Germany. (laughs) So anyway, so Chuck, so let's start with like, we don't have to get too detailed, but what got you starting this business and how did it progress till you sold it basically, like a brief overview? Well, how it started it, I grew up in Colorado and I actually took a printing course in Colorado when I was uh, 15, 14 maybe, Mm -hmm. and kind of fell in love with printing. It was like a career center. And then uh, I'd kind of, I grew up in the faith, uh, Christian faith, and I kind of backslid. And my brother, backslid means you fall away from the faith. (laughs) My brother had moved to Alaska in 1973. Mm -hmm. I graduated in 74. He said, Chuck, would you come up and bring a truck? He bought a brand new Dodge Power Wagon, $4,500, brand new Power Wagon. Mm, I wish you could buy one for $40. I, yeah. <laughs> new Power Wagons are like $89,000. It's still around town. It's still driving. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they don't make them like they used to. Well, it, wasn't really, it was the 70s, so it wasn't really made that great. It just <laughs> was treated well. So we drove up. I had two friends. We drove up, and I'd really, like, backslid pretty good, and I thought, you know, I can go to Alaska and kind of find my faith again, and came up, and it was during the pipeline. So it took me a little longer than I thought. <laughs> 75, 1980 comes along. Think about old pioneer days, but in Alaska, right? Yeah. Where, where we're talking the wild west of our neck of the woods. Right. And there was a street called Two Street, and I don't know, it's Second Avenue now, but that was, all the bars were there, and there was ladies walking around. Still Second Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah still Just not same. official anymore. Exactly. It's not, a, exactly. So we, I came up to Alaska in 1980. I got to the end of the rope and I said, I'm giving my heart back to Jesus. So I did that and I told my brother, we should start a business. And he was working at Amfax Supply, which was a plumbing warehouse in town. And he knew everybody in town. And so he said, I could do sales. What can you do? I said, I can print. And so we started a print shop, 1980. So print it, he sells it. Exactly. Okay. And I was always pretty introverted so it was fine for me to stay back and print he was always pretty extroverted so he went out and sold and the first two three years it was a first success. 10 years it was a struggle <laughs> that's, for, that's most business it I mean, was nowadays a struggle. I say the first three to five years 90 percent of businesses fail so. yes and what i what i tell people is when if you quit you'll you won't know how close you were to making it mm-hmm. and because we finally got to the point where we looked at each other and said okay 
takes one job. Yeah. You know, one big contract. Yep. So you well, it takes the, the next one, the next one, the next one. Yeah. One, a decade. That one Carolina. <laughs> we always talk about in real estate, you know, um, my, my newer agents especially come in and they always say, I'm not going to do any more deals under a certain dollar amount. And I say, hey, just be careful with what you, what you say and what you do because my best client to date, I made $500 off of. I, I could blow $500 on printing and advertising in an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's not making me rich, but that guy, I build a relationship with him and he's still to this day giving me client referrals after client referrals right. after client referrals. And I've probably sold 15 to 20 homes because of this one client who I made $500 off of helping him buy his dream land in Alaska. And still to this day, four years later, mm-hmm. he's giving my business card to everybody he meets on the street. He's the best advertisement I ever could have. So don't, <laughs> be careful. It's that one contract. We found that it's too. It's that one guy. And so. we found that too. So you may be dealing with somebody that's coming in to get flyers mm-hmm. for their baseball team. Well, they may be the purchasing agent at Ken Ross Gold. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so we exactly. treated everybody. That was kind of, we said, we'll just treat everybody. You don't know who everybody is. Yeah. You don't need to know. Just well, know then they're if you people. treat everybody right, yeah, the and it's really a service movie. industry. It's Thanks. like I I realized how much people need printing. It's like if you've got a raffle that you're doing, you gotta have raffle tickets. I'm just gonna go off the top of the head. We have posters, we have flyers. I got stickers out there that were printed. I got business cards. I got mailers. I got door hangers. What else Perfect. do we have? That Perfect. Uh, I'd like to introduce you to Ben. Yeah. 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 So there's a bunch of stuff. So yeah. I noticed, so Chuck and I know each other pretty well. Um, I noticed once he sold the business, speaking of how nice he is, people. Oh, his, no, 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 no. He was your first employer, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's right. No, he's Oh, let me tell that story. We're skipping to the end here. Let's start at the origin story. So we started in 1975 when the printing press was invented. <laughs> now we're when you were, you know, a young tuck. I was, how, how, I was, what was he Blake was 16. Like? Blake was the kid that came in. And you may have been 15. I was 16. You were my first job. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you sloppy second. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> you had a job on second half. Oh, 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 my gosh. Uh, yeah. You got to start somewhere. It's okay. I think he still does. Yeah. <laughs> he came in, and I knew his dad. His dad was like a pastor at our church. And so mm-hmm. I knew his dad, and I knew him and his family. And I, I knew their Sometimes when you know the way the kids are raised, you kind of know how their work ethic is. Yeah. And I know, you know, it's solid. Mm-hmm. So I got him in there. And Blake was like me. He was like, really wanted to be innovative. He really wanted to do things. And I assumed one day he would take it over. He wouldn't sell it to me now. And I wouldn't. No. <laughs> I wanted to buy it. Yeah, we're going to get to that. But <laughs> he came in. And then my brother came to me and said, we have to let him go. It's like, what's going on? Well, let me tell you what I did. So he came, I had a big <laughs> I was here your side. The, the reason you brought me in was like I didn't think I was a permanent employee at the time. I was stapling in bundles of six these tickets for you raffle have, tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. they were hockey tickets. There was like sixty thousand of them. Sixty thousand. So hockey I literally, tickets. I wish there was a time lapse video of me doing this. Fifty fifty tickets. Yeah. So yeah, we right had right. a their little automatic stapler. You stick it in, it just dunk, you know. And I was sitting at a table with boxes of these things. I count out six dunk, six dunk. For like, I think it was three days, eight hour days. That's all I did. And it was pretty miserable. And I, I, <laughs> you brought me in for that. And I thought, well, maybe he'll let me go. And Chuck's likes me. You were hoping. Yeah. No. And then I, I thought it was cool. I still like printing. I think it's a really cool business. But um, I started doing other things and kind of poking around. And I remember talking to Joel like, hey, do you need me to do this? Trying to kind of get myself a job. And I remember your brother came in. I was, you have this huge cutter machine that'll cut through like, I don't know how many sheets of paper. And reams. As many as you can fit in there. Yeah, and you, uh, if I remember it correctly, you hold two buttons on the 
bottom of the table yes. and use your foot to make it go. Is that right? No, no, the foot holds the clamp, but you don't have to use it. Okay, that. so anyways, you have both hands under, so you're not sticking your hands in the, I'm assuming it's a safety measure. Anyway, right. Bob came and, Bob? Yes. I don't know why, I, I, I didn't yeah. know Bob that well. <laughs> anyways, he came in, I was there, I was about to cut, and he says, oh, stop. I was like, what? What's going on? He said, you're too young. We got He didn't say fire. He said, we got to let you go or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it was our insurance. Our insurance. Our insurance said you can't have anybody running anything, even a stapler, until they're 18. It's like, well, what are you talking about? I worked when I was 12. What's yeah. going on here? And it, it was a little bit of a bummer, so not to get too much off on a sidetrack. But so I was 16 or 17 at the time. I happened to get a job at the uh, school district, which you're supposed to be 18 for as well. But they can't ask you your age. Uh, it's kind of a weird deal. And they liked me. They're like, hey, well, I told one lady, I was like, I'm only 17. Is that a problem? She's like, don't say anything. I was like, okay. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so, yeah. So I got that job. And um, that's my only, like, government job. I had, like, paid leave, all these things. So by the time I was 18, I even talked to Chuck or you, whatever, reached out. I can't remember. And I was like, the pay was kind of too good. And the leave was too good. And all these things where that, well, I don't think that would have taken me anywhere as far. But, um Anyways, I'm bummed that uh, Ben got the business. And I didn't <laughs> he still <laughs> talks about it. I still no. So anyway, you missed out. Sorry. <laughs> things go south. Yeah. So things do start picking up. You started in North Pole, right? Didn't you? Started in my brother's house in North Pole. We started in the uh, basement. Oh yeah. Wow. So we started in the basement. His wife was like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> We would have customers <laughs> over. They had to walk through the laundry room to get to where I was. Oh, my goodness. And she would have the laundry out there. They had three boys. Oh, man. And she, young Tidy boys. Whities. Got their bloomers yeah. All over the place. G.I. Joe t-shirt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was so exciting. Yeah. We had My brother had a goat, and there was a time when the goat was having a baby, and there was a customer who said, we'll be right back. <laughs> We're birthing Stuff a goat. Stuff happened. Yeah. It, was, it was so cool. That's yeah. the cool thing about town is mm-hmm. being able to start a business in your house. Yeah. Yeah. So then I you was just you, had a gunsmith yesterday. It works right out of his garage. Like, like it still happens, and it's not you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People accept it. Yeah. So you moved to Fairbanks, and we're speeding well, through. There's a lot of stories, I'm sure. Yeah, let me tell the. For, we were in North Pole. I had worked for several shops in town. When I came up in 1975, I worked for a shop called the Letter Shop, and it was a union shop. I had no idea what union was when I'm. I just turned 18, so I worked at the Letter Shop. I wasn't sure what was going on. Every time, it was very hard because it's fast-paced, and I kept thinking, I'm going to quit because it was so difficult. And I, I kept thinking, every time the boss would walk by, I'm going to tell him. And finally, he called me into the office, and he said, you're doing really well. We're going to give you a raise. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> so I stayed there, and then later, I went to Graphic North, and they're still in business. Mm-hmm. And I was at Graphic North when we started Advanced Printing. And then after two years at Advanced Printing in my brother's basement, Wayne Clark from Graphic North calls and says, he wanted to sell. Would we buy it? And we said, sure, we'll buy it. So we were in the process of buying it. We, he was getting a new shop where the Christian bookstore is now. That was Graphic North. We moved it. My brother helped remodel it. My brother did construction. He helped remodel it. So we moved all in there. and out of the basement into the shop. out of the basement into the big time because graphic north was an established they started in the 70s the late 70s you get all that drive-by business which was a big deal back then it was big deal 
Now it's the internet. Yeah, because back, back then you couldn't do your own printing. There was no, there was no desktop. There was no Xerox computers. Xerox wasn't even around yet. Xerox was around, but they were still like they had liquid tone. You know, now they, were like they have a hardware company too. They weren't like a storefront as much. They were more of a like. It was like, kind of the big yeah, stuff. Yeah, Xerox was the big stuff, but really, we were into offset printing, which is right. totally different yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted cards back then, you couldn't just go to a quick copy shop and. Lot, there was a lot less competition back then. Mm-hmm. So we moved in there. I went on vacation. I was going to get married and propose to my now wife. And we were in Colorado on vacation. And my brother calls and says, hey, there's no need to come back, to hurry back. I said, what's going on? Well, Wayne had another partner at the time. And he decided that he would, he had, a, you know, where you can, if, if the shop is put for sale, you have the option to. First right of refusal. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I had that in my mind, but I couldn't think of it. <laughs> I'm signing on uh, some land today where we yeah, yeah, have yeah. the first writer refusal on it. So, yeah. And so I came back. We didn't know what to do. We moved all of our equipment in. Bob said, let's move back out to my house. So we moved out to the house, and this time we expanded into the garage. Mm. So it was amazing. Nobody Big had time. to walk through the laundry room. <laughs> <laughs> and that was how we kept going. Did you I don't feel know. Like, Maybe that was a sales point, walking through and smelling the, you know, the, the detergent yeah, the, the and the clean diapers. Diaper. <laughs> so was that ever, because I can imagine my business, there's a lot of, um, like optics, you might want to call it. Was that ever like a shameful thing for you to like? Be, were you embarrassed by it? No, it could bring it. No, it was like, hey, we're. But since you brought it up, thing. what is the most embarrassing business faux pas? Oh. You know, we always talk about the, the the glory days of business and the awesome success. Chuck's never made a mistake. What's something no. where you like? <laughs> I should have done it differently, or I wish you know this hadn't happened. What you know? Let's. let's I can't think of any. Okay, that's good. <laughs> God is good. <laughs> I've, I've, I've literally split my pants on showing, so I, mean, I got a oh. number of stories. But well, probably my stories would always be, now think about it, my brother and I are, do you ha- guys have brothers? Yeah, I yeah, do. sister. Could, could you be in business with her? No. And, and that's what most people say. Yeah. And it would probably be Bob and I, we, we got along really well, uh, like 90% of the time, but the other 10% was... My, I, I get that. My spouse is in real estate. She's in the same company, and there's a reason why her office is across town and okay. not in this building. Yeah. <laughs> and so that, that would probably be where that yeah. would be. And then don't forget our wives, too. So it was kind of like our families. And mm-hmm. then sometimes getting together at Thanksgiving and stuff was tricky. Yeah. Yeah. But we Feels did. like a work function instead of a yeah. family function. Yeah. Right? Sure, right. <laughs> there's no separation between work and exactly. home at that point. There really wasn't, yeah. especially well, when it was in the basement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is no home separation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you get the location you're at now? Before we had that location, in 1984, a shop came up on a street called Elvira in North Pole. Mm-hmm. And we said, let's get it. And that building that we bought, it was going to be, they, they were doing a grain elevators in Delta and mm. somehow they were going to have their office in that building and then it fell through mm-hmm. so we it was sort of like a really good deal we got on that and then we finished it up and we moved the, the Heidelberg we, we had the actually had the Heidelberg windmill at the time we put it in a trailer and I'm in the back kind of hanging on to it and Bob's <laughs> driving down the road and I'm thinking this is just crazy do you guys still use those yeah yeah you do okay yeah that's pretty got three of them yeah. got three of them <laughs> and they're they're all as old as I am, so they're from the fifties. So, <laughs> so on those, this is kind of interesting. So you have these really old machines. You obviously have newer ones as mm-hmm. well. Um, has 
like the printing, the way you print, not innovated that much since the fifties, or like why why oh, would no, you still use those? Because the fifties, it's called a letter press. Okay. And what we use now is called offset presses. And what a letter press is, it's reverse image. So you put all the type in reverse image, and then it puts it right on the paper. Yeah. And that was how they did everything up until offset was invented. Okay. And once offset was invented, now it puts a uh, you put a plate on, and then it goes from a plate to another. Uh, substrate called the blanket and then it goes so the plate is actually right reading instead of having everything backwards because it's not going to the paper it's going to a blanket and then to the paper is is one better than the other they just have offset is way better but it's a it's a whole different thing when you feel something that's been letter pressed it's actually punched into the paper so it has a nice okay. tactile a nice hand to it so when do you when do you use offset as a pro as opposed to what was the other oh, one? Set? you use uh, offset 95 percent of the time okay and then the letter press is like if you want a fancy invitation or you I want see. something because uh, we can wedding also invitation, wedding invitation cards, something cut to a custom size or shape because it will die cut we can die cut on it and we can because that interests me it. way more like, oh, I love it. Yeah, it's way more fun. Like, I like the idea of like woodworking with like hand tools. Oh, and yeah, that's like what that. it is. Like, it's it's, it's like crafting hand paper. Hand cutting a dovetail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, if you're just going to get business cards done, you're not going to use a Heidelberg. Unless you're doing something crazy, fancy, but 90% of the time, no. Yeah. 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 We're not. We've sure, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, we have to get away like 10 minutes after we give it to somebody. Right, so. exactly. Yes. And th- the three of them, <laughs> one is set up to do foiling. So we do a lot of foiling, like for oh. the high school, they, like when they do their uh, announcements. Yep. So we do the foiling for that every year. The one that we have in the middle, we use for die cutting. Mm-hmm. And then the one on the end, we put ink in it. Because the, these two don't use ink. and I mean, they could, but we don't use it on ink. And then the other one we use for numbering. And then if we have to print, like if we were to do a really cool Christmas card for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or anything you couldn't run through a copier. Right. Uh, like coffee bags. Yeah, but it's a good example of some coffee bags we do for North Pole Coffee. Okay. When, you know, when you go to Fred Meyer's, you grind your own coffee, and it goes mm-hmm. in this bag that's got a metal tie on it that you roll up and then you twist. Okay. Well, you're not going to run this metal thing through your copier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or through that. the offset, because it would ruin the blanket. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because the, with these letterpress machines, it's literally just two pieces of metal banging against each other. So you guys aren't using... <laughs> uh, how do I say this? You're not using an outdated thing. You're using something that still has good application in the right scenario. It was yeah. built in a time period where it wasn't meant to be replaced. Yeah, that's awesome. That's they, the were, they were like not. That. Like most things should be. I mean, the refrigerators yeah. back in the 50s uh, lasted 50 years. Refrigerators sure. nowadays last seven. Have you uh, seen until, years? They, until the warranty goes until out. Until that little chip. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Have so. you seen what they look like? Or you have no, I mean, I, I got an idea. Yeah, they're like this huge metal. I don't know. They're really cool. I don't know. You should come down one day. It's really fun. That's the thing that when I give a tour, I love giving tours. We always try to keep the shop clean. How's that going? He's Very well. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I also enjoy giving the tours because people it's don't just realize. Really fun. Yeah, they don't realize how big the building is and what is yeah. in there because there's yeah. a lot going on. If in you there. talk about printing to most people, they probably think you have what we in the army we call blotter, which sure. is a really mm-hmm. big printer, and then you're just hitting you know uploading. Oh, like a print. mimeograph. Yeah, you're talking exactly. about a mimeograph, and you just hit print, and that's what you're doing. But you guys are cutting, you guys are layering, you guys are are foiling. Like there's so many different steps because you have such a wide array of products. I was. We really I'm do sure do you can print on metal. Yep. Yep. Plastic, yep. paper, yep. flexible stuff, right? Anything flexible, anything. Right? <laughs> so, um, can you do? Uh, can you print stickers like vinyl and mm-hmm. then put them on stuff that's not flat? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So exactly. You, yeah. you have the option, pretty much printing on anything. So mm-hmm. I was impressed, and correct me if I'm wrong on some of this, but the I believe the offset printer, so it only does one color at a time. Two. Two. It two. has, two. has two. 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 So you were overlaying, if you had multiple colors, you were overlaying different, whatever they're called, like templates mm-hmm. um, to make the different, it was it was cool to see those when my short time there, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. So right. I was gonna be to do full color, it takes four colors. Okay. 
And so we could do two at a time. Yeah. And then you have to run it through, and it, you have to make sure the first two lined up. Right. <laughs> so yeah. the next two will line up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with my laser engraver at home where I'm trying to print stuff and different designs. And I you like, got to make sure the next just time. gets bumped a little bit. Next thing you know, the whole thing's yeah. ruined. you got to start yeah, over, You have so. a 3D printer? Uh, I do actually. Well, yeah, uh, one of the dip printers. Okay. Not the one, but yeah, playing with all the, the hobby level stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, sure, nothing yeah. professional or commercial grade. But. Referred to as uh, registration in the business. The, okay. the two layers registering with each other. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And same thing with printers where you can calibrate your toners and stuff on your home level printer. You guys sure. just do it at a lot. Higher much level. much grander scale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we talked about probably the yeah. oldest piece of equipment that you have. What is the newest, most high tech piece of equipment that you use? Or what's your newest? The newest. Uh, well, technically, technically, the newest thing that we have is a blueprint printer. Okay. Uh, and he's bought that since. Yep. I've been there. Yeah. It's, it's only we've only had that for maybe six months. Uh, oh. We didn't think that there was going to be much of a market for it. It's mm-hmm. already paid for itself twice. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Which is really great when you buy a new machine that you've never had a, a market for. Even. Right. Well, he's finding uses he didn't know it would do. That's a good point. Also, yeah. What are you um, using beyond blueprints? Then what's like uh, wall covering? Because covering's. we don't use blueprints. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never. I mean, oh, ever. Yeah. I mean, people do. Well, like, people ask construction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going yeah. back now. Well, if they ask for them, send them to advance. Yep. Yep. So yeah, quite often. I mean, we've done. All sorts of things. From like uh, construction companies coming in and saying they're building a new, I don't know, fourplex or something like that, mm-hmm. and they need to have all these plans because the city architect needs to sign off on it or whatnot. What's What's different about a blueprint and just like a regular big piece of paper? Like what? To be fair, not a whole lot. Yeah, you can look at a piece of paper, but now you're here versus yeah. a blotter. So yeah, really, it's just it's just, just a big printer. It's just yeah. a big printer. Blueprints. Yeah. The way blueprints started when I was a child, <laughs> <laughs> it was all done with ammonia. And so you had it was really a bad process. That's so you had these yeah. sheets of paper, and you had the, you had it, they were chemically coated. You would snap a shot of it, and then you'd put it in this thing, and you'd step on it, and the moment you would hit it, and it would turn blue, where you wanted Which it to turn. Sense. Why it, was, still blue? it was terrible. No, the majority of them are not. Okay. They're not. Blue. Yeah. They're full color. But the, say, the term do we, do we keep them blue just for historical? Uh, <laughs> 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 it could, but it would cost a lot more, yeah. and you know, Let's go black. Yeah, exactly. But it's a full color printer. One of the things Ben found that. To do with it is backdrops, like for photo mm-hmm. shoots. Mm-hmm. And we were doing backdrops. Like we have another machine, but they were really expensive because it's on vinyl. And so now we can do it on paper and About one tenth the cost. One tenth of the cost and twice as faster. Um, yeah, quite a lot faster. Yeah. Good. Probably about a tenth the cost and about five times as fast. And that's one thing we always like to do is we like to take our equipment and figure out stuff that's never been done. Mm-hmm. One of the things I always wanted to do, and I'm sure Ben does too, is innovate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you're doing stuff. You have this in your mind, is thinking. I bet we could do that. Yeah. 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 Well, ben and I would sit around and <laughs> brainstorm, and we would think, oh, I bet we could do that. What could that. we do next? Yeah, it's interesting would. working in such a trade that almost feels fully fleshed out, but right. it's definitely not. No, it's There's a lot it's, more room out there. For it's hmm. like a pillar. It's a, it's a cornerstone of, mm. you know, it's not... Uh, it's the physical marketing. All right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be myself here. I'm sure, sorry sure. if I offend anybody. <laughs> I love boring businesses. Sure. What I mean by that is you're not innovating this new technology that's going to change the world like AI. Sure. Right. We're, we're not. We're Apple. talking about printing stuff, <laughs> but but like printers, laundry, car washes, and innovating those those. Again, not trading myself. Sure, sure. Boring businesses, mm-hmm. right? To 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 do something cooler. I I love that. Yeah, I, I do too. That and and so. I think it's really cool that you can buy a machine that does this, pivot, yeah. produce something else, open up a new market, increase your revenue by just using your tools yeah. and your brain in yeah. a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a friend who has a laundry 
business. Very boring. You oh, I, people I, come I, pay. I think that's know, a great business. Throw quarters in <laughs> yeah. and you wash your laundry there. But well, now they added a folding service. They ordered overnight services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they have uh, delivery services. So he went from this place that just housed washer and dryers to now he has a full service clothing business to a point where they even have tailors in the back now if you want your stuff altered. And this is just a walk-in. This is kind of like the new Fairbanks business yeah. that's coming up over there on the Steeps where mm-hmm. you just walk in and you have so many different options. You can right. still go in there, pay $2, and wash your clothes. Sure. Uh, I don't but think you could pay two. Well, <laughs> so I'm back you in. haven't paid <laughs> five, too. Right? You haven't been in a while. <laughs> I went and bought my own washer dryer. Yeah. So I, I think the big point about quote-unquote boring businesses is it's businesses that people ignore and competition maybe is We lacking. take them for granted. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, and that's what I'm talking about. It's not the, yeah. oh, this is the new business. You can open up a new printing press, probably get very little press about it, right? Mm-hmm. But if I open up a uh, liquid hot dog stand, I'm going to get all <laughs> the news horrible. in the world, right? <laughs> yeah, one's yeah. horrible, one's a beneficial business. Yeah. And that's, what I, that's what I truly mean by boars is like the ones we take for granted. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah for sure. So let's fast forward now. You've moved uh, into Fairbanks. When did you start thinking about, hey, this is, I'm getting to the point where I need to start looking for an exit strategy? I was probably about 55. This was a long time ago. I was <laughs> probably 55. Uh, the youth pastor from that my kids had growing up came in one day and looked at me, because we always did his printing. He looked at me and said, Chuck, how long are you going to do this? <laughs> and I'd not, I'd never thought about not doing it. It's like, it just sort of planted a seed in me. So when I turned 60, I said, I'm going to have a strategy. When did you and I meet? How old are you? Do you remember? Because you were kind of talking Oh, how about old are you now? I'm 29 now. Well, I'm 66, so it was 11 years ago, so I was 55. So it was okay, it was right about, about that. the time when Pastor Ron came in. Yeah. Rangers can also do math. Yeah. <laughs> cannot. Exactly. And we can use a ruler, too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so right around when I, because I remember you talking about the exit strategy yeah. then. And that's what I would call it. I'd call it an exit strategy. I was not in a hurry. So, But when I turned yeah. 60, I thought... I wanted to be ready by I'm 65, mm-hmm. just because I, I, I've done it all my life, and I, I knew God had something for me, but I didn't know what it was, and, and I'm still looking for that. But I, I knew uh, I wanted to kind of groom somebody that could take it over. And we don't it, use the word groom anymore. We can't use the word groom anymore. <laughs> I've told you that. What do we use? Well, when I was 17. To groom children, let's stay away from that. <laughs> <laughs> this is Well, I was 20. Barely. So... Yeah, so this this account comes into what I really enjoy, which is business and and selling businesses and and and, and building something up and what I'm trying to do with some some projects I got going on. So, how did you two meet and how did this story begin? You go yeah. ahead. Uh, so at the time I was working uh, in the food industry, I was actually working as a cook at the Turtle Club out in Fox. Okay. Mm-hmm. And man, I was looking for something that did not get off work at two a.m. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, at the time I was actually renting a room from Chuck's son. Okay. And. Uh, he knew that in my off time, I was usually on my computer or messing around or something like that. And he had mentioned to me one day, he said, hey, uh, our mail guy recently passed away. And we have an opening. What are your thoughts? And first of all, I go, I don't want to deliver mail. Don't deliver mail. They have first no mail man? should be, what? how did he die? And um, was in the line of duty. He had, he had a, uh, I believe, a heart attack. Yes. Uh, uh, he, was, yeah. he was pretty young, though. He, he was, was very 40. Young. It was very sad. Yeah. yeah um, and he was just the best... Uh, 
up until Ben came along, he was like the best <laughs> mailroom guy ever. Yeah. Um, but so he says, "Hey, we've got this opening for a mailroom or for a mail person," and I'm like. I'm not in his world. I don't know what he's right. talking about. I'm like, right. you have your own like mail guy. Like, what does that even like, mean? How big is this business? Yeah, you like, got a mail room yeah, with a mail guy. You got like your yeah. own guy that goes around and delivers everybody's mail. And I was like, I thought well, there's like three of you in the business. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, what are the hours? Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And I'm like, let's go check That's it out. That's not 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, have to compete with those government benefits like back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Um, I'll go in to kind of take a look at it, meet, meet, you know, see this place, see what it is, um, and try it out. So I w- went in, and I had technically actually met Chuck not that long beforehand at a food truck rally in North Pole. Mm-hmm. Um, just, at our church. Yep, yep. Uh, so Joel at the time, my landlord, was like, you know, yeah, that's my dad. He owns a van spring. He was like, oh, nice to meet you. I don't know. I said, man, that's a goofy kid. There's <laughs> <laughs> something wrong with him. Uh, but I went, hey, this weirdo would be great in the mail room. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's dark. We put it's, him in the it's corner. Dark, yeah. It's all computer work. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, so I came in, and I kind of looked at everything that we was doing, and it all looks like stuff that if I, or it looked like something that I was more interested in. Uh, I was working in culinary at the time, and it was great. You know, had not a career. Different, different aspect, right? Different yeah, aspect, yeah. yeah. I had strengths in both, but I enjoyed one, <laughs> which really I think makes the big difference. Is yeah. hey, do you want a job that you'll enjoy and that you're probably pretty good at? And like, that's pretty hard to say no to. Yeah. Um, and also, not to mention, it was like three blocks away. Right. So <laughs> yeah. it was very convenient. All those, those fringe benefits. Yes, yeah. exactly. Anyway, so I ended up working there one day a week while working my six other days over at Turtle Club. So I was working. Uh, what was it? It was like. I think Wednesday through Monday, and then Tuesday at Advanced Sprinting, or something like that. We had some sort of schedule for a couple weeks. I'll take back my math <laughs> comment from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> something like that, something like that. <laughs> Anyways, but I was working seven days a week, and well, that one day that I normally had off, I was working at Advanced Sprinting, and I was like, man, this one day is way better than the other six. Right? <laughs> yeah. Not just because it was one better day. Better is one day. <laughs> yeah, I'm not um, of the food stuff. No, yeah, you have to have a certain mentality it for is. it, and I, you know, I feel like I thrived pretty well in there. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's just, it's a different culture. Yeah, that's um, how he got me. I, my first job was a uh, just a dishwasher, sure, a cook. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's when I realized a, I don't want to do that again, and b, I probably, I don't want to say never, but I hope that I will never own a <laughs> food service. And we need yes. them, so I'm not. I want people to own them, but there's what happened to our Chipotle plan. Uh, no, 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 if you're one of our listeners, <laughs> oh, I, get with some franchise I would, I would own, I'm very interested. I think I would. I think own, Trader like, Joe's. Franchise. franchise. If we're gonna get Trader Joe, let's get German. I got some connections. Aldi, Kunstmilch, bitte anrufen. <laughs> so, Chuck, why didn't you, um, why weren't your kids involved? That's always an interesting They question. always had the opportunity to work down there. Throughout the years, like my kids went to the Christian school in North Pole. Throughout the years, probably every kid that went there worked for us at one time because one of the things you need in printing is you need a lot of hands. Mm-hmm. So we would have people come in. If you had That's the why co- the buttons are at the bottom. You lose a lot. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so one kid could hold the buttons while the other kid yeah. would <laughs> You just tape one button yeah. down. Yeah, that's right. Hit it with your knee wide. There you go. They, yeah. We would have kids come in, and they would do collating or whatever, where you have to put the three pieces of paper together. It's all it's all very confusing. But Yeah. So we knew most of the kids that came through. The, what was the question? The question again? is, <laughs> you have five kids. How come the business didn't go to one of them? None of them, like Joel, his roommate, lived here. I said, Joel, would you like to take it over? And he said, I'm not really settled yet. He wasn't married at the time, and he just thought, man. Still trying to figure out life. He was still trying to figure it out, and he kind of saw, because don't forget, now they saw the first 10 years, because we had the kids pretty early on when we had the business. Mm Mm-hmm. So they saw Dirty diapers they saw the struggle. Yeah. No, that was my brother's kids. They saw the struggle, and I think maybe they thought, oh. 
Yeah. They didn't realize that the struggle was it was real, but it's it was also for it was, that they oh, did. Exactly. <laughs> and Joel didn't want to do it, and Jacob didn't want to do it, and and uh, the one that would have done it is my son-in-law from Georgia, but he was never going to leave Georgia. Oh, Except yeah. if, he, if he could do it remotely, he would well, have nowadays done it. he, he could, could probably yeah. he could have. Yeah. He'd do a lot more remotely. And then I have a son-in-law, and he didn't really want he saw the responsibilities and didn't really want well I brought that up because it seems more common than not your kids do not want to do your business I was gonna say like I never wanted to want to follow my dad's footsteps I'm in the military too and my daughter's I gotta beat her with a stick to keep her out of real estate because she's only 20 years old and I'm yeah. like you need to maybe buy a house and have some experience yeah I mean yeah, exactly. just put yourself in a 45 year old person buying their first home are they gonna right. trust a 20 year old kid who's never bought a home themselves you know that's kind of well, 20-year-old kids yeah. buying houses, too. She'd probably oh, be able to sell That's what we're looking right now for. Yeah. We so. had one guy. He was, but. technically, he was 18. This was down south. So in Alaska, you have to be 19 to get your license. But you can be 18 down south. And, um, yeah, he was still in high school. And he would um, he was writing contracts with the teachers in the teacher's lounge. Selling, uh, yeah, he was like uh, the prodigal. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> your focus and prioritize, but they, most kids that age aren't. No, so. no, no. That was so kids aren't a, interested in the business. You know, you wind up continuing to work yeah. you're around sixty. You're like I sixty gotta years get old. I had a, there I was a guy that there was a guy working with us that was a friend of mine. I I've known him. I played in bands with him, and and I asked him. I said, "Would you like to take it over?" I, I was sixty at the time, and he said, "Yeah." I said, "Let's get a five-year plan." Mm-hmm. So we set a five-year plan. I hired him as the manager, and he oh, kind of was yes. the manager. Sorry about this. And it was going along really well, and then the COVID hit. And now he has a, a wife and family, so he had to make sure he was taking care of them. It was pretty scary when the COVID hit. It's like nobody knew. It's like all of a sudden it's Even like... Even us, we're sitting at home, and I'm sitting there like, am I going to sell another house? I'm in quarantine right yeah. now. Like, what, what does my future look like? Yeah. I remember distinctly... And that was all of us, and he yeah. kind of he kind of thought, and so a week later he came in and said, I have applied uh, for another job. Yeah. And I said, okay. that's. I mean, I wasn't going to stop. You know, it's like, uh, who knows what's happening here? Yeah. It was just the weirdest time. That the, the beginning of the COVID was the weirdest. Yeah. And we were at the shop... And pretty much, and, and, and Ben was there too, and I pretty much said, everybody just take a week off, and I'll just come in. So we kept it open. I kept coming in. We had it all, you know how they roped everything off, yeah, and the mail guy would come in. I felt so sorry for our mail carriers. I made sure I put rubber, glo- rubber gloves out there and hand sanitizer, and he would come in, and I just, they were the hardest working, the mail carriers. Yes, yeah. because everything went from, I'm going to go to Fred's, I was mailing and click lists mm-hmm. and stuff too. So Exactly. Pack, and honestly, On I'll, Amazon, it's like, we be you couldn't go out anymore. I haven't gone back. Yeah. Like, I, I'm <laughs> uh, no, still ordering at the COVID level because I'm yeah. just like, I got so comfortable to like, oh, I need this. I can either put it on the grocery list for yeah. next week where I can just and order see if it I now. Can, see if I can find it in town. Or just order it now yeah. and it's going to be here by the time I get to the grocery store. So right. um, life's changed a lot. Yeah, it's so changed. come into the picture. Well, mm-hmm. a week after the, uh, that, I started bringing people back. The first guy I bought back was Ben. Mm-hmm. And I said, Ben. Most expendable if you get COVID, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was kind of the most knowledgeable of the computer stuff. And I said, Ben, there's a big machine here. I could run Keep all the machines. Virus. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I can run most of the machines at the shop, but our big printer, I couldn't. I said, Ben, could you? Somehow Ben learned. Ben is like a really quick study. So he learned how to run this. And the other thing he's great at is writing a manual, and a, like a systems and procedures. I said, could you write a little instruction book how I could run this? And he wrote it, and it was step by step. And I said, that's genius. So Ben and I were there, and we were just killing it. I said, let's not invite anybody back. <laughs> yeah, we were just, we were. We were killing it. Yeah. 
we were just killing it. And people, the orders were still coming in because we did a lot for the hospital and mm-hmm. stuff. And and they were. Oh, you had to print all those COVID flyers. You had to do all the COVID thing. posters. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Walking, well, and, and, and like, that's sh- what you do. When mm-hmm. the shot came out, they wanted COVID labels, and we mm-hmm. didn't know how to do it. And that was where we innovated. We had one machine that could cut paper, but it, we didn't know if it could cut flat sheets because it was made for rolls. And we figured out how to cut flat sheets. Mm. So we so, were printing the labels for the vaccines mm-hmm. so that people could then put them on the cards. Because at this time, they were just like, or actually, that t- were they the vaccines at the time? It was the vaccines. It was, the vaccines it was the when the vaccines came out. Yeah. Not at that. That was like a little later on. Yep, yep, yep. So, so the next COVID-28. We're ready. I'm, I can come and get a COVID passport printed out. <laughs> you can get whatever you uh, want. Really, no. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't know <laughs> legally. Yeah, legally. We don't know legally. Yeah. Is this thing on? Is yeah, this yeah. <laughs> so, the government doesn't listen to us, right? So when, when did the, I'm sure the thought probably started coming to your mind sooner, but when did maybe the conversation happen of like, hey, Let's start moving towards a uh, you know changing of hands here between the two of you guys. He said it many times, and I said no a lot. <laughs> he said no. He was not settled either. No. Yeah. Here's what I'll tell you. I was going to say the same. Once you, know, you got a girlfriend, once once people get settled, then they're ready for stuff. I'm yeah. the opposite. I'm settled now, and I'm getting like itchy. You're getting itchy. Like, yeah. <laughs> so you got to keep in mind. I've never lived anywhere more than four years, and that was college. Sure. Yeah. Right. Kind of was forced to live there for four yeah, years because right. um, my dad was military, and then I was military, and I moved every three years. I've been here for seven now. Yeah. I got that seven-year itch right oh now. Oh, my like, God. I love Alaska. Oh this has everything I want, but why am I still here? You know, why haven't I moved on to the next place yet? So I'm still rewiring my brain at 35 trying to figure yeah. out, like, it's okay to be here for a And do you get out much? Like, do you as fly out? Possible. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. Uh, See, I think people... Three, four I, times a year. I think if people... Quarterly. Like, with Ben... I told him, I said, look, if you buy the shop, you'll have lots of airline miles. You you can travel a lot because he loves to travel. But everything on that credit card. His, exactly. his idea yep. was to move to Idaho. Yep. And, yeah. and, and I was That's in the way. Boys is really nice. Let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> By me offering him this, I was throwing a little wrench in it. Well, then he got a girlfriend. Oh, there you go. And we, we, we love her. You got another string. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and that's when, said, okay, <laughs> that, that's when he said, okay, that's when he said, I was like, you know what? I'm in. Okay. Yeah, I, I had actually, uh, it was funny, I had bought Joel's house. My son's house. Because he was moving yeah. down, because he had a girlfriend that he had met, and they were moving down to Florida. Well, let, let me tell that story. Yeah. I was going to sell Joel's house, and I was going to sell Ben a house. Right. Instead, well, they, he's a realtor. They, 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 they connected together, and I and sold neither of house. <laughs> I felt pretty bad. Oh, no, I don't see you. No. The lake showed us like 10 different places, and I was like, ah, they're not really any of them as good as the spot I'm living. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember the first conversation we had. I yeah. asked him, why aren't you buying Joel's? Because I had already talked to Joel about you know listing his. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're, you're already a current cause. You're still at a commission. I know. I was like, you're, you're living there already. What's the deal? So anyways, that worked out. But So you get the conversation going. From when you were in earnest, like we're gonna do this, like we probably a couple of years. How? Yeah, it took a couple of years to actually get it closed. So I mean, here's, I, I don't want to talk any numbers. That's all private. Mm-hmm. But if we can, in a very cryptic, cloaked way, can <laughs> we talk about how you structured the deal? And I'm making assumptions here. Sure. You didn't just write him a check. No. Okay. No. And business is a little <laughs> sure, harder. Sure. You didn't go to the bank and right. fill out a mortgage application. Oh, uh, we actually did. So here's how it works with the <laughs> bank. If you have a business, and here's the cool thing about Advanced Spring. Hey, this is the hot tip, guys. This if is you the hot tip, guys. you not paying attention until now, this is how you <laughs> buy businesses. Yeah. <laughs> We've just been playing. First off, selling a business, you want to have it ready to sell. Yes. And the way I had it ready to sell is it's debt-free. So I knew the only debt that he would have would be to, to make sure I got paid. Right. Mm-hmm. And then whatever debt he incurred after that. Which is a main key for owner financing. Even in the residential world, you can't have a loan on your property and owner finance it yourself. You'd have to get a third party like another lender to pay off the original loan and restart right. it. So now back to you. So we go to the bank and I we have a great relationship with Mount McKinley Bank. And we go to the bank and talk to my banker and he says, 
figure out your assets. He said, we give 75%. So a bank will not really loan. You can have the best business in town. They'll loan a little on Blue Sky, but not really very much. Can you explain Blue Sky for people? Yeah. <laughs> so we... Oh, 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 explain Blue Sky. Yeah, people don't know what that Stuff term means. that the business owner thinks the business is worth, but it's not really worth uh, maybe like customers and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, the book asset. of business, the, the, yeah. the, the, the non-tangible assets. Yeah. Non-tangible, but it's also stuff that people could start on their own and go out and get that stuff. The best example I can think of is insurance companies when they sell. So if you were having an Allstate business and I want to come in and buy your franchise, I'm not buying the franchise. Right. Allstate has that. I'm buying your book of business right. for one point two million dollars yeah. so because you, I can go ahead and I already have a million dollars in you're policies. You're going. You're right? going. Exactly. You're already going. Yeah. So seventy five percent of seventy five percent. Yeah. So we and we had the assets and we put the assets because they let you mark your own asset price mm -hmm. and we put them at what new would cost. Right. Mm -hmm. The insurance and, value. And right. he said... Replacement value. Yeah, exactly. He said, that's not what we want. We want if we sold it. Yeah. And that's like way less. Yeah. Garage mm -hmm. sale prices. Yeah. It's yeah. way yeah. less. <laughs> and so they would loan on that. So then I have to carry the rest. But because I know Ben and because I know the business is really successful, I'm not worried, you know, so we carry the rest and it's in an escrow account. Yeah. And there were three main parts to it. There was the assets that the bank would do. There was the extra, so everything else that Chuck would hold. Um, and then the last bit was actually for working capital. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, I don't have the money to run this place because I was 24 at the time. I think I was about to turn 25. Are you that old? Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I No, sorry, I was, I was about to turn 24. Um, I didn't have the money to run this place. Mm -hmm. And my credit card limit was $3,000. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we did we a... We can talk about that. I can get you an LLC. Yeah. I got 25 right off the bat. We're set now. We're set now. Yeah. But um, the other part was the working capital. And the thing that we did interesting about that was with the working capital loan, we just decided we didn't want it to be something that was going to be long. You know, I wanted it just to get it. Well, as soon as I could pay it off, do it. So we did something that was called referred to as a balloon loan. Mm -hmm. So at a certain point, oh, it was a bit of a, like a modified balloon loan, mm -hmm. but at a certain point, I had to have half of it paid off, and then I had six more months to pay off the rest. Mm -hmm. uh, conveniently, though, the whole thing got paid off by the balloon term. So it actually got paid off halfway through, which is right. which is the first time that I went, oh, hey, I think we're doing okay. I think it's yeah. Normally, the business are acquiring yeah. debt. And yeah. I knew it would, but he was a little nervous. Yeah. 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 A little nervous. yeah. I mean, I just knew the success of the business, plus being debt-free. It's like you don't. The only thing you have to pay for is stuff that you're buying now. And there are no businesses. I don't want to say no business. There's plenty of businesses that are debt free, but very few are debt free. Right. I mean, I'm, I looking at, I'm looking at this office here and the amount of debt that I'm carrying on it. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine with well, when you're, as hard you're, assets. As right. you're younger in business, you can uh, stomach a little debt, right. but as you get older, you can't really stomach it as well. Yeah. So, so it's my a higher debt, risk. My, my debt's worth more than my net worth. Right now, <laughs> <so> <laughs> in the hole. Um, yeah. So making I, money though, cash flow. The, the <laughs> real reason I know it's it's taken us a bit to get here the thing i'm so interested in and i've told chuck and i've told uh, nick probably not ben but i'm telling you now is anytime i see a business in town that like i like i always bring up with them hey are you interested in selling because so many businesses just shut their doors and it's they don't not know that you can sell it i don't it drives not, me crazy and it's not the, because they ran out of money the it's pita place the, oh, falafel! Yeah, falafel. Oh my I God! Asked I, I, I would have bought that. Had he had he just put out a flyer, anybody would have bought that. I would have bought that. Yeah. I personally would have found a couple I want of employees now more than ever. <laughs> I would have I would have come together and I would have financed that and kept that. There are things in Fairbanks we, we lose things at it at a very yeah. quick rate. Let's get off printing and then the Fairbanks and all yeah. that stuff real quick. Like since COVID, 
and business itself, things always change. And we're losing businesses at a pretty alarming rate here, but we always have. Sure. New businesses always come in because of the void that's created, which is great. But uh, again, Pita Pit was a staple on oh the my west side of town. And yeah, we had, and we keep calling it Pita Pit, Pita Place. Oh, Pita Place. Pita Place. Oh, Pita Pit is over still in business. Yeah. Oh, still wow, in business. Man. So sorry for that's okay. the marketing. Wrong. I do the same thing. But the Pita Place, um, I mean, Everybody knows of it. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's a, like a weekend staple. And, and they have the worst hours, and they're only open in the summer. <laughs> but they have great food. Yeah. Standing and, room only. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, rest in peace. Glad that um, we had some good memories with Pita Place. But um, little local businesses, if you're listening, most of our clientele and, and, and people listening are from Fairbanks. So if you have a business that you want to sell, contact somebody about selling that business yeah. before you just close your doors. Yeah. You're going to have Or local. hire a manager. If you don't want to be there, hire someone else that can do it. And then if they work out, then you can sell it to them. And there's two different ways that people are wanting to sell their business. If your business makes absolutely no money and driving you in the hole every time, you're unlikely that that's going to sell for much of anything. Yeah, you probably just... Like you had the asset value, like your thing's just gonna sell at the asset value because you're you don't your business has no blue sky at that right, point. Like right. maybe somebody could make something, but um, it's the other assets. End. You can just sell the name. I mean, well, you, you just hear I rich, hear so many of a, and I don't know about the Peter Place. So I'm not talking about them in particular, but I have heard of some businesses. They're closing down. They have so much business. They were bored. Not bored's the wrong word. They were tired of it. They, they left us. So I'm gonna throw their name out here. Jason's Donuts. Oh my God! <laughs> Amazing place oh, right yeah. across. Hey, can you believe it? And they, they left. <laughs> I will never go there again. Doing so well, <laughs> so well. And I wish they would have just hired a manager, yeah. stayed over. I don't know what's. I don't know the details. I don't know if there was sure. drama he with the landlord. It's strange. But all they did yeah. was like, we're, we 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 got so big and so popular. We're gonna go somewhere else where we can make more money. And I was like, do that. Do I, I, I'm all for that. Yeah. But keep, keep this on one here. here. Let me buy your franchise yeah. here in Fairbanks. I'll manage it. I'll keep providing amazing donuts to everybody with your formula. I'll grow your name here. And now you're in Alaska. Staple. Instead, you have half the so state. You're a franchise. Now. now you're a franchise. <laughs> yeah, you hate half the state hates you now because you left us high and dry, and now you're an anchorage starting over, like right. mm-hmm. where nobody knows you. So I think, in a broad scheme, if you back up, we'll say 10, 20 years ago, real estate for like long-term rentals because mid-term and short-term weren't such a thing, mm-hmm. but long-term rentals was this beautiful space that you could make a really good return on your money. You can still make a good return on your money with those things, but it's become very popular. And with popularity comes competition. Right. And of course, how that goes where you, it's not as easy to make that return. I feel right now, businesses are still in that same spot. They're hard to finance. So almost always businesses are having some kind of owner carry note happening. Um, they have if you have a good business, well, the risk reward ratio is always there, but you can have a astronomical return on investment. So you were able to get a business at the almost exact same time. You bought yourself your first house mm-hmm. and like you did a lot of these things and you were 24, 23 years old when, yeah. when it most happened. Most people aren't even thinking about buying houses until 28 and you're buying a business in a house before. That's what I'm saying. Might as well bundle it, right? Yeah. Bundle it. Yeah. The insurance is bundled. Why not bundle it? Jumping yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's not like you're just sitting back and collecting checks. However, you've made a decision that can legitimately make you very, very wealthy at the end of your life. Um, and it's 
the sooner than that. Sooner than the end of your life, hopefully, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's a lot sooner than most people would. And it's these things where it's like, why are, for one, it's like, why aren't businesses like in more demand? Where Why are people having a hard time selling them? But my point overall I've gone on is like, look for these opportunities because I think it is this really huge opening if you can be buying up some of these businesses that are successful and you can you can have a great return on your money. Let um, me uh, summarize for Blake. Yeah, uh, don't you. be scared <laughs> to do something that's uncomfortable. And that's pretty much what he was just saying. Like, yeah. You have countless options out there, things you would have never thought about, a printing company or a laundromat or anything is something that you can, you know, really make a good living off of. And and we got two examples right here in front of us. Thank you guys for coming in today and sharing your story with thing. us. Don't close us off. <laughs> Don't close us off. <laughs> I want to bring up something. Sorry, Blake wants to rant a little bit. <laughs> no, I want to bring up something really important. I want actually I want Chuck to talk or and Ben as well mm-hmm. is when you're buying businesses, the difference between when you're looking at people's numbers because I have somebody else in mind, what is profit by like a bookkeeper standards and like owner's compensation. Because and the point I'm getting to, and you can explain a little further, is some people are like, oh, we're really profitable, but we we reinvest all of our profits mm-hmm. and we pay ourselves ten thousand dollars a year. It's like, well, are you really profitable? You know, and speak yeah, to yeah, that. and and bookkeepers look at it a whole different way. Yes, they just look at it a whole different way. When you see the numbers, what I say is look at owners' compensation mm-hmm. because that will be taken out of there, so that money will be left. Mm-hmm. So if if I'm making this much, that money's going to be there. Yeah. Because what they call profit a lot of times is not actually profit. Because again, it's like, oh, I'm reinvesting my profit. But then you actually look at it and it's like, no, you're it's you, operating costs. You need, the, <laughs> yeah, you need that money to run right. and you're living off of 12 grand yeah. a year and you, yeah. you know, again, you're not really profitable. Just spending. look at the owner's compensation. If you're going to buy a business, see how the owner's doing. That money will no longer be going to him. Yeah, it should be going to you. Yeah. Yep. And it would I've be. I've also seen the opposites where businesses are not profitable and the owner is sitting there making 150 grand. And I'm like, I wonder right. where There's a happy medium. Well, There's a yeah. medium where yeah. you're paying yourself a fair market salary True. so the business can operate. Or, But if it's out of debt and the owner's doing really well, then that's fine. Yeah. If, you're, if your operating costs are Thank low you. and you're you're making a million dollars a year, <laughs> that's the goal. Yeah. But not 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 being a, a business owning vampire sucking the lifeblood out of your business. You yeah, know? sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want to balance. keep that going. So, um, uh, now? Go ahead. Now? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> to say. Usually he has a weird question or something. We're like, not done yet. Okay. I'm just wrapping up the informational <laughs> portion of this and allowing you guys to now self-promote. So is there any yes. way we can find you? Where's your business located at? If I were listening to this podcast and I want some stuff printed and I got some projects for you, where can I find you? Yeah, hotprinter.com. From there you can place estimates, uh, contact us directly. Uh, also, hotprinterpromo.com has a whole catalog of promotional items that we work with with wholesalers. Um, on top of that, an email, printer at hotprinter.com. You can send any questions there, uh, or you can always call us, 907-451-1111. It's a good number. Whoa. Yeah. Hotprinter.com. <laughs> Hotprinter.com. Hot yeah, that's, that's a classic. Good. Thank you. <laughs> I, would, I would come, we'd be driving to Anchorage, and I'm having all these things. I said, Hotprinter, Hotprinter. Back then, it was there was one called Hot Paper. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I don't know if and it was a hot one coming up in hot mail, and I said, Hot Printer. Because yeah. advanced printing was already taken, so <laughs> it's stuck. Yeah. Okay. Good. Worth mentioning advanced printing TT at Gmail, which apparently we get a lot of emails mixed up with. There's one. There's an advanced printing in Trinidad to 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 Tobago. Tobago. And apparently we've gotten orders from them. We've gotten many orders. Partner up. That I've uh, I've reached out to them and they yeah. they left me unread. So yeah. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> also, some internet issues down there. Yeah. Yeah. Are you on Instagram? 
I followed up on TikTok and Instagram with them. Okay. No, I mean, are you on? What are they handles? Oh, yes. We want to check you out. Uh, I think it should be. Oh, that's Talk a great question. I would tell you what. This is another business idea for you. Once you get your TikTok up and running and booming, just set up that camera and have people watching you work. For some reason, the lives are oh, yeah. like a lot of people. But do how that. do you monetize TikTok? You don't. Once you have enough you people, then they pay you. It's ten cents a thing you think. What I heard from a local person that knows is it's not hardly worth it to monetize. Because then, well, don't ask us because we definitely don't have enough people (laughs) to make money (laughs) off of it. But there are some people in town that we've had on the show that are doing pretty well, and it's not just monetizing the actual video, but getting the attention that now grows. Great exposure, right? And that's really what we use social media for. Is it's not we're making money off of Instagram, but people watch us, follow us, get information from us, and then we monetize their business by selling real estate. The video I want to see is that big cutter. I was just talking about it is unbelievably satisfying. They put it on Facebook all the time. <laughs> yeah, they will well, have, I've seen that. I've seen yeah. that. It's like when it goes down and it cuts like a thin sliver off the edge of all the. You're like, oh, oh, oh it's oh. good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you can just watch that all day. I, it's really satisfying. Yeah, yeah. strokes. <laughs> uh, the TikTok is just ad, at advanced printing. All so right. There we go. Sweet. Well, that's everybody. <laughs> Check them out. Uh, thank you guys so much for your time today, coming in and getting us uh, some great stories, it. some good information, and some good advice, too. Uh, again, uh, this episode's been always focused about how to buy businesses and the transaction of growing, building, establishing your own business, and then selling it to somebody else. Everybody, thank you for paying attention, and have a great day. Yeah, and this is just a stopgap. We've got Vista Print coming on next I'm joking. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they have the Netherlands? Which car is theirs out there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, have a great weekend. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah.